This time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode number 80. Boo hoo. Boo Welcome to No. Not not the Mind Probe. <laughs> Do people even have the Blair Witch Project? Does anyone? Nah, 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 no, whatever. It, it wasn't even good when it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good. This uh, is my good. segues are getting a lot faster. We we are good. <laughs> this is good this here. Is good. This is a podcast. It's a good podcast. Yeah, uh, where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. And you know, I've got some. This is the the say. I, I, I usually insert news in between these yes. two sentences here. Uh, the big news for for me, anyway, uh, is and by the I, way, I this happened a month and a half <laughs> before you were listening to this. Right. But yes, go ahead. I have I'm terminal. No, oh, uh, I'm announcing it here. No, uh, I have uh, I have secured and my and, and Mr. Pro, my husband has secured tickets to Gallifrey, the big L.A. convention uh, Ooh, in February. Funny. So uh, uh, I will be going to L.A. Uh, so if you've always wanted to meet me, Probers, and you go to the giant Doctor Who convention in L.A., now is your chance uh, or we'll, your chance will be in eight months. <laughs> is it no? Is it hard to Ten get months. tickets to that particular? Convention? It is hard to get into the hotel. So we got into the host hotel. We oh. will be staying. I am actually on Jody Whitaker's couch. Oh, uh, wow! Wow! <laughs> I paid a fortune. No, um, uh, so we've been to host hotel. It is the L.A. It's the hotel immediately next to the airport. It's not in the most exotic, <laughs> but okay. uh, they, it is a huge Doctor Who convention. They usually have at least one or two doctors. This past one they did have Jodie Whittaker, who's the 13th doctor, and the 6th doctor, Colin Baker. Uh, they haven't announced the guests yet uh, because it does uh, it sells out usually before they do that. Uh, so anyway, yes, it'll be very exciting. Uh, uh, and um, uh, I might, I was thinking about this today. I was like, you know, I should probably, attempt to add i'll maybe make up a little card uh that, you know about the about our podcast that i can give to sure people. but i'm i think i think it should just be a white three by five index card that just says mind probe on it. <laughs> 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 i just hand it to people uh with in times new roman black <laughs> and people were like what is is that did i win something by the way, I just wanted to point out that you you have decided that the place to insert news into the show is prior to the moment where we even say our names. <laughs> <laughs> but your name is John Grant. You're a lifelong Doctor Who yeah. fan. You've been watching it for 38 years. Yeah, yeah, My name yeah. is Porter Mason. God's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. A couple of years ago, I finally said yes. We should probably find his place later in the show. Just to I, you know, at least... Once the script starts yeah. rolling, I just I lose <laughs> control of the storyline. Uh, you know, well, that again, is exciting. We... Though. We can't fix this because no writers. So well, I'm asking because that's far off in the future. But who knows? Maybe me and Mrs. Probe and the Problings uh, could head out to LA because we need. Uh, my sister in law lives in LA. I'm like, oh, we should go visit her at some point. And so. and our friend uh, Sean, who and is our a Sean, big time uh, TV producer, is out there. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, to bring this back to relevance probers uh years ago in the early 2000s <laughs> when sean entered the television production industry i repeatedly said to him 
you Pro, this is produce, prior to the prior the, the, to 2005 yeah. i said you should produce doctor who because that would be a mega hit and he dismissed me uh <laughs> as if to say what a ridiculous idea that is and now he is a, a heroin addicted loser <laughs> no, he's a very successful television producer and would not have been the right producer for doctor who i don't know it would have been a whole, i would have probably hated him for life after that so but it, we'll see him in la and maybe he'll make it maybe if if you go to la we could yeah. do a guest we could do an actual <laughs> that would be great. from yeah, right i don't know if we could ever like strap sean down to watch an episode of doctor I no, mean, maybe, maybe he has i don't yeah, know no. well anyway look here's the show <laughs> well, well look look <laughs> We watch two Doctor Who stories. We go mm-hmm. through the the new series in order, uh, and then doc, uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> I just, <laughs> God, things are falling apart. I just referred to John as Doctor Who. As you uh, by the way, been waiting in, for one of these epi- in one of these episodes, uh, this episode, uh, I like that the whole Doctor Who game of saying, I'm the Doctor, Doctor Who is changed to doc i'm the doctor doctor what it's like yeah i, I love that he doctor what is the new version of doctor who. john yeah. not doctor who but I'm john not who not yet the reason i said that is because we really thought this was going to be john's regeneration and he was going to become doctor who yeah. in the 14th doctor it's yeah. not going to happen nope. and it's upsetting but because of woke culture but we can go that's that. right that's right <laughs> and john was canceled for murdering children yeah i mean Ugh. well i guess i should I canceled or i should more say like convicted and <laughs> sentenced to prison but nobody ever so, asks which children it's just the uh, any just, apparently any child like a baby right. hitler which is the new baby Ooh. yoda was the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is boy this is gonna be a good episode <laughs> John pairs things with classic who what are we watching? What are we doing, John? What are we watching? What are we doing here? We uh we, we moved on to the next in the Matt Smith line of of of, of a succession to the, the, the very quick uh short titled Hide. Oh. Uh it's yeah, Hide, Hide. <laughs> it's uh it's uh Matt Smith uh and uh, Jenna Coleman and Jessica Rain, who we've seen before, actually. Uh and uh um, in a in a nineteen seventies set haunted house affair, which pairs very naturally with a nineteen seventies set haunted house affair with the fourth doctor and um, Leela, uh in the very uh interesting and so it's a fun place in my heart actually image of the fendal all right we're through with all the nonsense yeah right now serious. we're just really gonna seriously be really Let's serious suck the fun out of this show <laughs> just <laughs> get straight to the, to the straight dope that people want to well we're gonna start with we are gonna be serious right. because we're gonna be seriously frightened Ooh. for these episodes Ooh. uh the first one is yes we said series seven episode nine the 235th of mm-hmm. the 300 currently active doctor who stories some of which may be <laughs> inactivated some have been retired but at any point uh we have clara we have the 11th doctor i was aired on the 20th of april 420 woo! Mm. 2013 on bbc one and uh what else it's a horror it, it was horry horry very horry and a haunted housey horror minute, minute episode that they pack a lot into this yeah, 45 yeah, minute yeah. episode. Yeah, it does have a lot going for it. Let's yeah. uh, listen to a clip. She's coming. Okay. What is that? It's uh, it, it, uh, it's a very loud noise. It's a very loud, very angry noise. Who's making it? I don't know. Are you making it? Ooh. 
side. Yes? I'm still a grown-up. <laughs> Mainly, yes, and? There's no need to actually hold my hand. Clara? Yeah? I'm not holding your hand. Very, very reminiscent of the famous planes, trains, and automobiles scene of those oh, are yeah. pillows. Those you know, pillows. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Played less for comedy here, but really could have been. <laughs> I think something missed there. We really could have gotten something there. So you got a nice screwball comedy vibe to some of the Dr. Clara moments here. Yeah. So, okay. So mm. here's what here's happened. Here's what happened. Here's yeah. what's going on. So we're at, I think we said, yeah, the 1970s, 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at a creepy house <clears throat> in the English countryside. We have a professor and his assistant who are clearly into each other, but I'm not oh, going to yeah. pressure yeah. them, but I mean, there are clearly some vibes there. Yep. Yep. And <clears throat> so he's got a bunch of ghost hunting stuff set up. And it, when you're getting into ghost hunting, when you're getting into gadgets the, what's the word gadgets. not pyrotechnic why am i the word is failing me the the anyway <clears throat> paranormal paranormal mm-hmm. measurements mm-hmm. Uh, there's always lots of oscilloscopes yeah and there's lots of sound things you're measuring static you're listening for static it's always fascinating to me that i don't know the, the realms that we think the ghosts are in have to do <laughs> with these very specific areas of science that like there's going to be weird sounds i've always wanted one of those those things with the little needle just way like the size yeah. model. Always, right. they're everywhere on on movies yeah, you sure. don't, why why isn't every home have one i don't like, know i mean come on come right, on so is, right that's a good question because seismograph really you're just talking about the mechanism of it which is the same for a seismograph just, yeah. or a lie detector does the same thing yeah. so i don't know uh-huh. it's it's listening to some they're lo- looking for weird variances in electromagnetic <clears throat> activity they're all set up and right. then what they do we see at the beginning is that she uh, the assistant i mean mm. we call her the assistant she's actually the main even before the doctor gets there and sort of declares her you're actually the central thing here mm-hmm. she kind of already is because he basically he he's set up all the scientific stuff to measure ghosty things and then says hey go over there and tell the ghost <laughs> to come and so she kind of goes through a a process by which it seems predictably she's able to get this ghost to come mm-hmm. through and he takes photographs and does this thing and they capture photographs of what seems like you a know a standard ghost person. photograph that yeah. you see which is a blurry image mm-hmm. and lots of actual ghost photograph it's usually like it's an overexposure or something but it's like oh my god look at this there's some spirit from another realm and i think this has been done on a couple episodes that i've seen for through mind probe of doctor who where Often, ghost or paranormal is explained through some kind of time scientific guy. or alien, yeah, or time travel in this case uh, activity. Mm-hmm. And I just always love it. I don't know. I always love that because <laughs> I think it's fascinating. And I and I do genuinely think that there's probably some aspects of ghost things that people feel in the real world that maybe are linked to some weird Physics scientific phenomenon. explanation that yeah, we right. can't fathom yet, but it is linked to that yeah and actually have heard a thing about aliens and ghost sightings being linked to time travelers the central reason being they can't get into paradoxes so they are obviously keen to hide themselves from us so you know like a duck blind yeah so anyway so they're doing this and then the doctor and clara show up and again we have another clara other than one little moment pretty straightforward this isn't like a clara clara's plot has sort of fallen to mm-hmm. to the back are you is this the is this the dare me moment is that the only thing you have? 
No, that's interesting. I want to talk that's about that. But no, the TARDIS doesn't like her. The TARDIS doesn't. I guess there are a few in this one. Yeah. Okay, no, I take that back. So everything you said is wrong. Uh, everything Let's I said is wrong. No, again. no, but the one I mentioned where he talks to the medium and says, like, what is she? Mm. Uh, but you're right. There are a couple. Oh, right, of yeah, right. Yeah. A little bit. Well, of that, you know yes. what? Then I even more to this episode than me. Yeah. So uh, so they they show up and, and the doctors immediately like, hey, you are doing interesting stuff. We kind of meet more about the characters. The professor apparently was in. Gosh, which war was he in? Talked about him being in a secret war. agent. He was implied he's a secret, secret agent. agent. He must be. Well, yeah, yeah. right. It's the seventies. Okay. Well, anyway, he was in. He he was in some bad stuff, man. Highly decorated secret <laughs> agent. Yes. The doctor immediately knew everything about him. Blab. Just when the guy's like, ah. And he's right, 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 yeah. right. Hit the uh, his blank ID card that he showed showed him to be part of. Am I whatever? Mm, sex yeah, one of them. One of them. One of them. Yeah, we found out the professor was espionage, killed people. And one of the like things, you. and so what's sort of why he's here is he kind of wants to get in touch with, I don't know, to help make amends with someone who's dead, like, because obviously that's what people think of ghosts are. Now, ultimately, what we find is that this medium is not a, obviously a ghost medium, not obviously, but she's not a ghost medium and she's not channeling into the afterlife, but she is somehow able to channel this woman who is actually will notably will become the first time traveler <coughs> or I guess first human yeah, to travel yeah. through time who's sort of caught in a pocket universe nearby but somehow <laughs> the medium and I'm forgetting her name Emma is able to contact her and is and so they say hey well, we're going to Knowing all this, the, doc the doctor, I'm going to set up some stuff. And I love the part of the setup is you're going to talk to her. We're going to open up the portal and I'm going to tie a rope to myself and jump in. Which I is, love it. It's poltergeist. I love that. It is. It is. The, I mean, this this does hit every trope from uh, the horror movies. But yes, watching this one, I was as I was watching, it, I was like, I, I think I must have missed it the first time around. I was like, oh, it's they tied Craig T. Nelson to a rope and threw <laughs> him into the closet and he pulled up the kid. It's poltergeist. It's great. Well, and yes, but it also to me is the perfect this is doctor who to me which is tons of explanation about pocket universes and the science of it and wormholes and stuff like that but how do you travel through them hey tie a rope and jump in <laughs> it's like so it's like a bunch of backing that has total truth to it and interesting you know could be true but then we're going to skirt around the aspect of like well if you actually went through a wormhole your entire like physical that. being would have to go down into individual atoms <laughs> to pass through it and then recreate how is that even possible it's like i don't know that, that part very slim rope. put a rope on and jump and it's fine <laughs> so anyway he he does go to the other world he meets the time traveler whose name is it's very interesting hilla hilla Takorian. great name uh, great science fiction-y name. Mm -hmm. So meets her. They get back. In the meantime, they see this monster who's this sort of gruesome. It looks like a body that's been photoshopped and gnarled around. Yeah, so you're twisty and yeah, grotesque. And looks, looks evil. And he's able to get this, the time traveler back, Hilla. Mm -hmm. But the doctor's stuck. And, of course, we're worried about that. And so we ask Emma, can you can you make this like it clearly took a lot out of her to do it the first time. Can you do it again? Mm -hmm. She do, she does it again. In the meantime, Clara goes down to the TARDIS, which we established in a short scene at the beginning, as you it's mentioned, not wild, right, I'm going to like her mm -hmm. and 
and she kind of yells at it. And she's like, yes. And also, cool. by the I way, before it. this happens, what I was going to mention, I'm going to hear more about the dare thing. She has an aside with Emma. Claire does. And Emma's like, and is like, hey, you're going to get with the scientists, right? And, and she's like, oh, I don't know. But they said, but you and the doctor, are you together? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. And she, and and the assistant says, oh, good, because something's wrong with him. He's very cold. Like, there's something cold right. in his he's, heart. I don't, he's lying or he's, he's hiding and, something from you or something. Right. Like and that. so yeah. she's been, she then for the rest of the, I feel like the episode is trying to sort out what's going on there because clearly the the woman is very uh they talk about her she's a super empath like she can really mm-hmm. sense things in people anyway claire goes on to the tardis talks her way in and and the, the reason why you can't just travel through the tardis to the pocket universe they try to explain is you can do it but you have a very brief window that you kind of have to pop in and out and it like you can be there for seconds so yeah. it's really not worth it all but so she's goes for it wants to save the doctor she hurdles through Basically, the doctor reaches out and grabs the TARDIS, comes back, we save the doctor. And what this is why one of the things I really liked about the episode is that then it ends, essentially. It's solved. We're back. Yep, Bill is back. Good. Yep. Okay. Monsters and are then behind. he looks up and we see uh, an echo of shadow of the monster in the creepy house. And the doctor realizes, oh my gosh. These aren't monsters or I mean, they are monsters, whatever you want to call them. But like what it is, is that they're trying. There are two of them. They're trying Mm -hmm. to get back to each other. It's a love story between these two, you know, separated beasts. And so they're like, we got to go back and join these two (laughs) monsters together. So so they do that. Hey, sorry. Can you do that one more time? Sorry (laughs) about all the pain. (laughs) And she does. And and I think that I really like that because, again, it, it is adding like they could just leave it there but it's like well yeah. why should these things they're just weird looking things why should they be tortured by being separated <laughs> they bring them back together and then we also find out that Hilla is actually the reason why they have a connection in addition to her just very you know again, oh, right, empathic yeah. ability is that there's a generational connection yeah. some they're like three or four lines down i think yeah she's probably their great 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 grandchild or something right like right yeah. and um and that's it. And and then there's but lots of good moments. These two actors are really good. You, you mm-hmm. really buy both their characters and the and the romantic connection between them. And um, yeah. And then like we said, all the moments between or yeah, between those characters and the Doctor and Clara, but also between the two of them. But what was the dare moment? What were we? There was about? a um, there was something. It was, it's a great little scene, and it does uh, come into Clara's character later too. Actually, in the next series after this, but um, where. He's asking her to do something that requires her to take a risk or something like that. And she says she's scared uh, and she's not going to do it. And he's going to back off. And then she kind of says, dare me, dare me to do it. Oh. Uh, and he's like, OK. And that's what gets her to do it. Right. And so it's like this thing of like she wouldn't do it unless. It, but if she's sort of challenged to do it. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lot of great little uh, character moments in this. Uh, and, and, you know, sort of uh, get a little bit of distrust of the doctor. This is by Neil Cross. Uh, he wrote uh, The Rings of Akatan. Uh, and as we talked about that episode, he went, uh, he wrote Luther. And uh, yeah, this is a, it's a great, it is a classic haunted house story. Every haunted house cliche in the book thunder and lightning, creaking right. doors, cold spots, the sound. I mean, it's, it's ghost hunters meets the poltergeist meets everything else. Um, but done in a really fun way. Uh, Jessica Rain plays uh, Emma, and she played Verity Lambert in Adventure in Space and Time, which right. we've seen. 
She's also excellent in uh, it's the Devil's Hour, which is a mini series, about six episodes on uh, on um, uh, Amazon uh, Prime uh, with Peter Capaldi, uh, who's an upcoming doctor, uh, and she's very good in that. It's a very good, uh, it's a very good story, uh, which I highly recommend people. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun, solid story. Uh, I, you know, the BBC—it's not stretching the BBC's budget to like haunted house in the seventies. No problem. <laughs> you <laughs> right, got right. it. It's a nice. It's a it's a cool house. Uh, and yeah, you've got some nice uh, Matt Smith. Um, you know, I think it, it is. Uh, I was thinking about as I was watching it because um, we talked a little bit about how we might be. We're kind of. You know, you were saying like, ah, oh, you know, it's kind of like Clara's great, but now I'm kind of maybe Matt Smith is starting to wear a little thin or something like that. But I think after watching this, I was like, I don't think he's wearing thin. I just think he actually makes it look so easy hmm. that it's no longer you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. And then Matt Smith's going to be amazing. But, yeah, he's great. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's just watching it's like because I, you know, I took a step back and I was like, oh, he's just so good. But he's always delivering at this very high level of, you know, he's 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 got the scene where he's scared in the forest and he's, yeah. you know, and he and he's just he's always delivering at such a high level that he almost spoils you. And then you're just kind of like, well, where's his great speech? Like, <laughs> you know, why is he doing his great monologue? However, this story really plummets with the super controversial moment. Uh, so at the end, he brings out a blue crystal. Uh, and he uses that to to focus her as a second. And this is a reference to uh, a third, two third Doctor stories, The Green Death and Planet of the Spiders, neither of which we've watched yet. And the crystal is from a planet called Metabilis Three. But in the series, in the episode, he pronounces it Metabolis. And let me just tell you. The, the news groups were buzzing about this one because, I mean, it's not believable anymore. If you can't even pronounce correctly now this uh, metabilis, then this, what's the point anymore? So Why as I remember, on? this began a, a seven-year period where you stopped watching Doctor yeah, Who, I, right? I, yeah. I, in rage. I rage quit on <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, no, uh, but this did actually, people did comment on this, of course, and uh, I, I think they even, because of course Stephen Moffat being a fan and stuff, they all knew he mispronounced it, and then I think he even addressed it in, like, Doctor, like in a lengthy full-page apology uh, in <laughs> Doctor Who in the New York Times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, they, they even debated apparently redubbing it because Moffat was like, they're going to know and they're not going to be happy. Uh, and then they were like, oh, we, we didn't have time or budget to redub the uh, the pronunciation. So there it sits, a blight on the Doctor Who. Uh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, folks. I'm sorry to bring, the, bring this down, but that is now, Apparently this was memory. because it's just a filming order. This is the first episode that <clears throat> Jenna Coleman filmed as Clara. Oh, it's right. interesting. Yeah. Well, she's very good in it. She's very good. We yeah. should hire her. Hire her. Hire that woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I did want to. And then, by the way, we, I mentioned, but I didn't mention the what her answer was. But the doctor has a private conversation with Emma to ask, "What is Clara?" <laughs> yeah, right. What's the <laughs> because deal it's with like, her? yo, you seem to be in touch with all these things. Like, what is she? And she's like, she's a girl. I don't know. She's a normal yeah. girl. Because remember, he that when I say not getting back to her plot, what I mean is. We sort of launched into this with the idea of she's, the she's died. Yeah, she's right. the impossible girl, right? Yeah. And we haven't advanced that in the last two right. episodes. Yeah, he's still trying to sort of feel out what what she's doing um, uh, or, or what she is. Uh, what her yeah. deal is. Yeah, what's her deal? What's her deal? Uh, 
Ugh, anyway, whatever. Well, want to we move on to Image of the Fendal? Okay, <laughs> so this is season 15, story number three in the classic who is the 94th of the 300 currently active. <laughs> That's my <laughs> favorite new phrase. <laughs> Doctor Who stories. It is blissfully four parts oh oh i love <laughs> doctor who classic episodes are you know less than less than five I, i'm happy with less than five <laughs> if we can get a two-parter great although mm-hmm. to be honest to be fair very few of the two-parters are that good i don't know that could be wrong true my yeah, feeling is usually struggle. the two-parters are so light that it's like probably should have been a one-parter right. or a 15 yeah. minute episode like, like that black orchid one that was like the first episode they just played cricket i like that one but yes yes so who do we have we have the fourth doctor and leela who mm-hmm. i like and also mm-hmm. she wears you know short dresses it's right. exciting yeah. Yeah. but apparently it's but i'm all i'm always like tainted by the fact that you told me that he didn't that he didn't like her and like they didn't get that he didn't <laughs> like her but i think he was just like done and kind of wanted to say, move on his quote was like it's very difficult her. it's very difficult to act with near naked people <laughs> <laughs> oh i liked her uh anyway become since great friends so oh good yes no, well uh why don't we play a clip here of Tom Baker from Image of the Fendal. Don't do it, Style! Shut up, you fool. Let him electrocute himself. He will kill us all. Listen to me, all of you. He is a madman. You must stop him. Stop him now before he plunges everything into chaos and death. I'll plunge you into chaos and death if you don't shut up. You don't understand. I see now what will happen. Listen. The doctor asked if my name was real. Fendelman, man of the Fendal. But don't you see? Only for this have the generations of my fathers lived. I have been used. You are being used. Mankind has been used. Great. Um, it's another line I've been trying to work into, you know, everyday work <laughs> conversations. I try to end meetings like that. Don't you see? Mankind has been used. And they're just like, oh. <laughs> Do you think that was like the fifth take where they just kept pushing me like, we need more. We need more. It's more. Like, Go over the top. I think he came in hot with that one. I think that's the first take. When you're, already playing it, when you're already playing it with that sort of cod German accent. Now, who... Just trying to get the names here. Was he just talking to Max there? Max, or? Max uh, Style and oh, then Adam okay. Colby. So the, the characters are just great stock <laughs> characters right. all around. Yep. Well, yes, because Mac, that guy, I love his accent because he makes me realize that there's this British tone or this is British guy who do the vocal fry of like Valley Girls because it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he even telling me this. It's like this, this deep guttural thing, and it's so the God the the way they talk that that particular type of talking is so annoying. It just gets right on your nerves. I mean, purposely, like they're clearly right. kind it's of still, trying to poke bad you. guy. Yeah, it's the bad guy talk. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm interested to know how you describe this plot. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a, a lot of plot. It's an interesting plot. I don't know that this this. This story was interesting to me, but okay. We're in the middle. We're in a village, you know, (laughs) there's often a lot of science going on in these, in villages, but there's a village here in Fetchborough, apparently. And we have these scientists working together 
who were testing on some artifacts, including a skull that they got. And it's a little unclear who it seems like Dr. Fendelman, who we just heard mm-hmm. scream to the heavens is sort of, to me, this is what I felt. It was like that he's sort of this eccentric rich person right. who's hired the scientists to come do this thing and is funding them and saying like, I'll do whatever, but you have to focus he's, on this. I want you to. He's an electronics expert. He he's like a, a yes, a, yes, but but he's funding it. I mean, he, yeah, he's also the it, kind yeah. of you're right. He is an expert in this. But, but it's, he's, a great, it's a great line too. Uh, the the villagers describing him or whatever, and he says, "Oh, they say he made all his money in electronics, but that doesn't make sense because he's not Japanese." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So they're they're studying this stuff, and then we see right from the beginning. Just there's images and and there's sequences that show like this weird thing happening with the skull mm-hmm. and yep. reverberating Glowing. with the woman Thea, mm-hmm. uh, one of the scientists. So then the doctor and Leela show up. So they they get there, and then what we find is that this it reminded me of another. So was it the Damons? But the, where there's the, like a cult going on in the town too. Mm-hmm. And that, there's a coven. Uh, there's always coven. Coven, yes, yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've all encouraged you to not join covens, but you insist on doing it. it. And like, more covens, everybody. But there are a lot of covens in Doctor Who. <laughs> there's a there's an older woman uh, who keeps being referenced, like Ma Tyler. She still is part of the old ways. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah, so we get that there's like some sort of cultish behavior going on. Um, which apparently is just rampaging through Britain. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is this one of these ripped from the headlines things like mm-hmm. <laughs> Doctor Who at this time? They just kept talking about it. By the well, way, I assume this, assume is, this is present day, like 70s, essentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it, it does align with, I think, um, because uh, uh, K-9 and Company, which we is a lost episode of No Not the Mind Probe. We've never, we've never aired it <laughs> because, because Porter was so disgustingly profane in it. Yeah. But um coven in that a lot of covens in the 70s Doctor Who, and i think it is we we talked about this a little bit is i think referencing that sort of 70s 80s satanic panic kind of right right all thought the world was filled with satanists who were all trying to yeah right because wasn't it a thing that they would often be like oh yeah we if you go off in the woods you'll find all these remnants of like sacrifices and rituals that were happening and everyone just thought that was just sweeping and always talk about like oh you know they they, the last witch finder in the uk was was you know fired in like the 60s it wasn't like yeah it's just one of those uh yeah it's one of those weird uh well so anyway this mother is like i don't know she's connected with this and what we find is that what it really is is that there's this race of aliens who are trying to manifest themselves back into existence, and they're called the Fendal or the Fendaline. Okay. Well, the Fendal is the skull; that's the core, and then the okay. Fendaline are pieces of it. It's a gestalt, right. and it, right, it's in, yeah. which is explained very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was there very is a helpful. lot of explanation in this yeah. story. <laughs> well, okay, so what these things are, like you said, they're a gestalt creature that individually, what what they're aiming to do is they feed off of life i guess itself which is fine as an explanation but they they react very shocked to it and then i wanted to be like right but don't don't most life feed off of other life like but i guess they're they're meaning it in a more like mystical way of like, like literally the force. essence of yeah. life yeah, yeah exactly like, yes where yes. it's like well lots of things kill other things and that's they how they the survive about, like you know yes the body is decomposing as you watch because the the you're, they've absorbed every ounce of i guess it's interesting but it's sort of like okay well i guess yeah. fungi do that like i don't know anyway <laughs> 
they they have evolved to this and they talked about this, oh this you know this evolutionary dead end happened where this this bendal yep. creature called a sack yeah and that yes the the kind of the reason for the coven is that like yes they have to in order to come back they have to form into one so did a good job of sort of saying this is why it feels like a coven this is why you have to have these 12 people come together and that's why the fendal the fendaline are sort of trying to manufacture this because that is how they will come back to life now why don't they know about this that's where we get into some plot where i'm like i don't know he said a bunch <laughs> of stuff but basically why don't we know about them well they were in the Gallifreyan system right and it was yes. a planet there that there's no record of because the they fifth planet sent themselves off into a time loop or they just went to, i don't time know why like trap them so, so they, oh. they, it was clearly a very powerful entity it was going to destroy everything it was death itself uh and so the time lords trapped them uh in a in a time loop uh and and by doing that erase and he says and they're really not supposed to yeah, do that they're really not supposed to do that sort of thing <laughs> yes yeah so um we're bigging up the enemy here it is a big horrifying big bad so okay so then Fendal knows this the whole time. He's trying to Fendelman? stop it. Sorry, Fendelman. No, he he just he just thinks so. He they found the skull, they excavated the skull, and then he's trying to create a machine that can get can basically you could just watch time on TV, the time scanner. But then he realizes that there's something about the skull that is the source of power because it has a pentagram and is embedded in the... In, in the so yeah. this was not what he was aiming at with his science? It just it happened and then he's reacting to it? Yeah, it just happened by accident. And he's like, oh, no. Huh. And then Style knew... Style had some idea that the, because... It, the, and the doctor hints... It's not exactly clear how Style figured it all out, but it's hinted at, like, the doctor sort of talks about, like, you know, the Fendal is... Um, uh, you can You can hurt the Fendaline by shooting rock salt at them or throwing yeah. salt at them. Sodium like, chloride disrupts their energy. Yeah, and he's like, that's probably the origin of throwing salt over your shoulder. So the implication is it's like, oh, there's all these all these things about the supernatural that actually come from knowledge that's passed down, erased memories from us of the Fair enough, but you know how else I might know to put salt on it? Because it looks like a huge slug. <laughs> also like that. Yeah. Oh right. So when they form, they form one. Yeah. And it just looks like a big alien slug. Mm-hmm. And it comes in again, I think in the fourth of four episodes yeah. <laughs> and just the, the slug shows up and they're like throw salt on the slug and then so anyway and then i also love how the the fendal core who is uh played by uh wanda ventham we'll come back to but uh is uh you know this woman painted all in gold or whatever yeah it's very clear that her she has her eyes closed i like and they that yes, yes. Eyes. <laughs> they painted big big cartoonish eyes over her eyelids i don't know they make it work um okay so right she's lost right i mean she she dies right yeah yeah we don't yeah uh, yeah. Only, yeah only colby lives um, i think who's a great character adam colby the, the no just... no stahl lives too. no no stahl kills himself oh then i'm thinking of jack okay. and uh, uh colby's the blonde guy and then jack and his mother the old woman they they all live remember they I all like jack the too i thought he's a great like villager just kind of right, bloke like, oh, guy well, like, this is happening <laughs> come on mom like and then like just yeah i like him but i love i love colby uh he's such a great because uh, he's sort of sarcastic and funny and he's uh that's great... who i meant who has the vocal fry then it's colby oh i, yeah. I thought it was stall but like there's he's great... what is always uh, there's a great moment of like uh uh, 
they they find the body in the woods and they're all having the talk in the kitchen or something like that. And um and you know, Thundermon is like, Oh, was it a violent death or whatever? And it's like and, and Colby's like, Well, you know, he the look on his face was horror. He didn't he didn't die easy. And then Max just goes, It is never easy to die. And then Colby <laughs> just goes, Well, thank you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the great character dynamics between these four. I yeah, was great. yeah. There's some fun stuff, and then they throw a bunch of salt on the dead ones, and they, uh, you know, they, I don't know. He rigs something up to destroy the skull. There's a lot of techno babble. Skull yeah. in the box, and then he's like, "I'm going to throw it into a supernova later. Don't worry about it." Yeah, it's cool to me. And uh, and we get out of there, and uh, th- there's also a lot of Doctor and Leela like dynamics, and yeah. because yeah. she's she's kind of a shoot first, ask questions later or stab first, I guess, because yeah. she always has her knife out. So that's, I like how she has a great, great, her and Jack have a great little relationship. Like he's, he likes her. He's kind of nice yeah. when he first meets her. Yeah. This is a, this is by Chris Boucher. He wrote robots of death uh, mm-hmm. and the face of evil, which is when we first meet Leela. Um, and uh, it is a, it's, this is a beginning of the Graham Williams era. So this was uh, Philip Hinchcliffe who did sort of all those sort of horror, gothic horror stories. This was supposed to be the era where they were going to be like, hey, we can't do, they're a little too horrifying everyone for the kids. Uh, and we do some lighter ones, but this seems to be a holdover from that because it's definitely very sort of in that gothic horror mode. It's got great, as I say, those characters are great. And they're all stock characters, right? I mean, there's nobody. It's not like there's these are deeply complex, like original characters. But I love them because I think they're just all very like is Adam Colby is the sort of square jawed hero guy. And then Thea Ransom is the, you know, damsel in distress possessed right. by the thing. And Max Style and, and Fendel and, all, and like they and the, mo- the mother and all that stuff played to play to perfection. And just they do that stock thing really well. Um, Tom Baker's kind of reining it in, I have to say, in this one. He's he's not as crazy as he often uh, is. It is a very talky episode. There are, I think he offers like several different lengthy, exp- it could be a radio show. I mean, there's not, there's a lot of just talking yeah. and explaining and, and a lot of exposition and stuff like that, which if you, you have to watch it a lot of times to really follow. And they're all really interesting ideas that he's, uh, that they're spelling out. Um, I will say uh, the dialogue is that, um, must do. It takes a while to get to the like. Is it takes a while for the slugs to come out? It takes a while to get to the coven. Yeah, and it's sort of like you feel like. Well, the doctor and Lita are the whole first episode are kind of off to the side. Yeah. Right, everything else is going around. There is the uh, incredibly cheating episode one cliffhanger where Leela goes around the corner and opens the door, and then you just cut to a shotgun firing at her. And it looks like, yeah. oh, no, Leah. But then when they do episode two, they've re-edited it so that she steps aside before the shot. <laughs> it's <is> very cheap. <laughs> but speaking of the dialogue, so I, I'll say this is the ep- this episode uh, I have quoted in an academic paper. This is a book called The Consumer Privacy Handbook. <laughs> and John I wrote it. The YouTube viewers, John just held up the book. And I wrote a paper with my colleague at work, Courtney Bowman, uh, a paper called A Marketplace for Privacy, Incentives for Privacy, Engineering, and Innovation. And I use a quote from Image of the Fendal. What is it? And it, it is the, um, uh, I was making a point about how it doesn't matter what people, uh, it was uh, what uh, tech companies say uh, is important to them. Uh, it's what they do. Uh, oh, yeah. Indication. And so I used the quote from, from Ma and Jack talking where it's like, um, uh, you know, well, years ago, people thought that uh, the earth was flat. 
and it were it were round and she says but they behaved as if it were flat right. uh, so that is my opening that's quote what matters so that is doctor who i i had to persuade my co-writer to allow me to have a doctor <laughs> who quote i believe actually the footnote even says one of the writers is a little overly obsessed with doctor who <laughs> but they left it in very proud of that and I do remember this as a kid. I remember this as being scary. Uh, I thought this was a this was a creepy story. Oh, I should say also to uh, Thea Ransom, the the, the woman playing the Fendal Court. Uh, that is uh, Wanda Ventham, who we saw in Time and the Ronnie uh, as uh, one of the the that was the seven the really bad seven dot one um, with the uh, as one of the birdies or bird lizard people, or whatever. Uh, and she is Benedict Cumberbatch's mother, which I think we talked oh. about uh, back in that episode. Uh, but she's very good. Uh, she's very good here, and sort of again, typical sort of oh, there's a damsel in distress kind of being um uh possessed by the thing but yeah this is a um uh this is a uh, uh oh so the lore around this one uh is that apparently when it was announced it was happening or whatever this was announced by uh, uh to the doctor who appreciation society which is the big fan club someone was talking to someone and said here's you know this is the story coming up and the fan heard it as the island of fandor not the image of the Fendal. And so for a long time, it was believed that the island of Fandor was a missing Doctor Who episode. (laughs) I was watching television, (laughs) including Doctor Who, when some things came up that happened more than once, but two. They had the themes. There were Doctor Who themes. There were the themes. I don't have any more than that, but Monster uh, Mash is a theming smash. Yeah, mm-hmm. theming smash. It's a, a favorite of John and I's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrote a brilliant uh, comedy sketch years ago mm-hmm. that mainly had to do with a uh, one person's quest to make Monster Mash the national anthem. Monster Mash should be the national, and it was all, that was the only point the person made. Was, that was just... the only point. I think they got called to Congress. I think they got to like. <laughs> Go on to to anything. Anyway, I think the, the only reason I like that sketch was because I was it just it was going to be such an easy one to do. It would just be you could just have stock footage of people at baseball games like standing up or like crying at funerals or whatever, and just overplaying the monster mash, the monster <laughs> mash. <laughs> oh, I love the monster mash, but again, it's a very scary, mm. scary song. <laughs> so that's why I bring it up. We are adhering to the repeating themes here in No Not the Mind Probe. We like to talk about topics and and moments and uh, ideas that thread through doctor who mm-hmm. and our very culture uh john what did you want to discuss with Let's these talk about horror uh, mm. i think i think we've talked in the past about um and look there's 80 episodes folks so it's possible we're going to retread some old ground here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i think to slightly different i think in the past we've talked about whether doctor who should be scary or not and how scary it should be and that's exciting but let's 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 deconstruct the horror genre here because i think these are both episodes that i think would fit sit squarely in the in the horror horror space but then uh, then as again as as often as the case which is uh on on uh, uh no not the mind probe these concepts that seem second nature to us when you actually start to think about and define them uh becomes much more complicated so what makes horror what is what is horror for you how did you define the horror genre hmm why well, i i'll say that i don't like it i don't <laughs> like i generally don't like being scared and so what i think of the horror genre is that that a primary part of it 
is that you're supposed to be frightened. Like that's what's right. supposed to inspire in the it's audience that you are either. frightened and unsettled. Yeah. And I don't like that feeling. Okay. And so I, I don't generally see, like I'll see, I've seen some horror movies that it's recommended. Like this is a really good movie mm-hmm. and it is a horror movie, but like, it's really good. I mean, the most recent example I can think of is the, what was the, not us, but the guys for Jordan Poole's movie, the first oh, movie. Yeah. Um, I can't think of it, but I'll look sound it up. But uh, for some reason, I can't think of it. Hmm. This is us. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Scary, emotional. <laughs> they're, they're so. I'm frightened of my emotions. <laughs> I mean, my therapist. Would I just a Jordan <laughs> Poole, who's a basketball player for the Golden State Warriors, Jordan Peele. Am I saying anything right here? Oh, I don't Do know. Do people come to this podcast for information? Because you shouldn't. You shouldn't. About Doctor Who, yes. Everything. What was anyway, the first, what was the first horror movie? Get you out, ever... get out is a horror movie. <laughs> but but like and and it, it it does it is a horror movie. I mean it it does have elements to it, but like there's a whole movie that I liked about it. Or The Shining <laughs> is like a horror movie, but right, like I right. can watch it. But generally there's also just, you know, people who like horror. Mm. So they will watch a movie that's just like there's just lots of different new and exciting ways to scare you. And I just right. don't like that feeling. So mm-hmm. to me, the audience being scared it, uh, like as a point, as a goal right. of the movie, that's pretty much it. Like as long as it's doing that to me, that's a horror movie. But maybe I'm wrong. Like because if well, it's just it, a like, thriller, like, that's a right, little different. Thriller, right? Scare, yeah, so it means like, you have to be scared. It's a certain feeling of like right. scared but is it? Is it is often a supernatural or a monster. Like, so, um, well, so, like an Alfred Hitchcock movie, that's suspense. Right. Thriller. Right. And, I mean, you know, at the end of Rear Window, sorry, folks, spoiler alert. For spoiler those, alert for Rear Window. <laughs> those who haven't had, seen it in the <laughs> intervening 70 years since it came out. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Stewart is, is attacked in his apartment by, by Perry Mason. I'm not getting exactly right, but that's roughly it. Uh, and um, <laughs> Raymond Burr, and you know, and it's like that. But to me, that is not also that it, the, the setup of a helpless person in an apartment being attacked by someone who wants to kill them is also the setup for like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Right, but right. I don't see them as the same thing. So there's clearly some differentiation of, of supernatural or. But all the Friday the 13th is later became supernatural. I don't, what was your first horror movie? What would you do? You remember the first horror movie you saw? I probably didn't see it, but the ones I was aware of were Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Because I think, I think, I think in the 80s, commercials were allowed to be a lot more scary. Like, I was terrified yeah. by those movies and I never saw them either. But uh, was the, the Nightmare on Elm Street? That's that's Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, right? yeah, yeah, that's the one that really because it was like he comes into your dreams and right. to me, it just seemed like, Oh God, that's genuinely frightening. Like what if you're in a dream and you can't wake up? And that sounds yeah. so scary. The first, the first horror movie I saw that I wasn't too, uh, that I, that was frightening uh, and definitely did uh, moderately traumatize me, but was also somewhat manageable was jaws because I was like, mm. I, and jaws is a very good movie, but it is a horror movie. It is a good one. It's not super. Well, it's the shark is kind of supernatural. I don't know. Mm. But, but at least you know when I was like falling asleep, and I was like, "Well, Jaws can't get me here because I'm <laughs> definitely not in the ocean, so I'm okay." Yeah. The first horror movie I saw that I liked was uh, Scream, 
uh, which I saw in college because oh, yeah. I avoided horror movies uh, uh, like The Plague. That may I be one of the that. few horror movies that I, I have seen in the theater. I saw one of the yeah. screams. Yeah. I think. And they're, it's Maybe. scary, but it's also making fun of the genre. So that made it, yeah. for whatever reason, that was. And, and and there's a whole element of gore to a lot of horror movies and, and gore and jump scares and all that kind of stuff. Scream movie. is a good example of, you're right, it's making for the genre and there's very really like kind of funny moments and clever moments throughout, but... When you get to the end of Scream, mainly, and there, maybe there's a sequence in the beginning where there's actual like murdering and stuff going on, I I, I hate it. Makes me viscerally like I, mm. I just can't. It surprises me that people enjoy watching it. I just I don't know. There's some thing that people get from it where they're terrified, and then there's a, a release of it, and then they're okay and it's fine. And I just it's just terrifying to me. I just hate it. I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see mm. the gore. But yeah, some people love I it. I think what see, uh, so I the thing. By the is, way, there's also the schlocky horror things, right? To the point of the gore, where you could watch that, you're never really feeling like anyone's in danger. You just right. there's some. It's like the silliness almost of maybe it's not silly is wrong to say, but there's something about the the gore and stuff that people take it to an extreme. Yeah, they, I don't know. They enjoy it. I, I don't. I don't like those either. Yeah, I don't I think they like necessarily that. scare me, but. They I don't wouldn't. like I don't like sadism uh, for the sake of it. So like the Saw movies and all that kind of stuff right. I'm into. Uh, I don't like the Friday the 13th movies or anything like that. Um, and I don't like uh, and the Friday the 13th movies, I think, illustrate this. I don't like nihilism in it. Right. So so uh, yeah. uh, Mike always makes fun of me about watching like Criminal Minds or like some of it, which is a very intense TV show. Like if you watch it, it's just like, oh, well, this is this is on network TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, what I, I appreciate about it is like I ever they always get the bad guy. Right. And like to me, that is very satisfying. Right. right. This terrible thing happened. But then at the end, they caught the bad guy. And so that the screen movies, they always catch who did it. Uh, and, you know, there's the there's always an end um, like some of the other ones. It's just like, let's just slaughter a bunch of people. Uh, and then the movie, we, we run out of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That'd be, They just came in the movie. Hey, we've run out of time, folks. Uh, we've slaughtered about 25 people here. Uh, we're out of time, but we'll be back in a future <laughs> sequel. Right. <laughs> um but so, yeah, so I guess, uh, but, but like, you know, we're talking about sort of violent slasher movies here. So slasher is a separate genre, clearly, because what we're talking about here, Image of the Pendle and Hyde, neither of which are, are slasher movies. But Doctor Who, of course, is scary, as we've said. But Doctor Who's not, we would not call Doctor Who a horror series generally. And even no, these and are not particularly horror-y. Going to Hyde, particularly, the my one, uh, I don't think there are a lot of horror movies that are, that are like this, but... I do like creepy things about ghosts. Like I can watch yeah. stories. Like I liked Hyde because, um, not just because of this, but they got into the other thing with the time travel. But before that was even happening, and they were just showing this creepy thing with ghosts. Like I like that. I just don't like when it then goes to like, oh, there's a scary idea that there might be a ghost here, and by the way, someone's been disemboweled and murdered. And I'm like, oh <laughs> right. God, yeah. like I, th- that is. But like just this, I like shows, for example, I used to like to watch those shows. I guess, I don't know if this was on Unsolved Mysteries, but it feels like that same era mm. where they do shows about like, we went and saw this ghost. There might be a ghost here. There's no way to know, but here's some creepy pictures and we set up video and you can hear a crackling here. And what is that? And like, mm. you're oh, like ghost really, you give like, that. like yeah. that yeah. idea that raises the the hairs on your, your arm of like, oh, what was that? What was that? <laughs> that I like. I, I don't mind that thing. Of, I think that's interesting. But like the, once it gets into like they've this now person's now been terrorized people. and yeah. they're being killed. And I'm, I don't like that. So 
Hyde didn't have that, right? She was just, they were in contact with the ghost. The ghost wasn't hurting them. It was just like, what is this thing? What is going yeah, it's on? It's a mystery. That yeah. I like, but I, that would be horror, right? A ghost story. I mean, that's right. Horror. I mean, that is the, I mean, the fundamental uh, horror story would seem like it, right? Yeah. Like all ghost stories don't have to be, you know, I just don't want people to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> people, <laughs> stop it. Okay. Uh, well, good. We've solved horror. Good job. Okay. Well, great. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Now, John, there are 300 Doctor Who television stories currently active, active. at this time. Yes. Yes. Those uh, are the active they, stories. They've been talking about decommissioning several. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think so far we're keeping them all in the rotation. The is, here's what happens. Every time this comes up in Congress. Yeah. One of the stories is in somebody's home district. Right. And, you know, it just keeps getting tacked on. The Doctor Who Brack process is notoriously (laughs) (laughs) difficult. (laughs) Or what a lot of times happens, I think the entire Fifth Doctor was decommissioned uh, but then it went into conference and it got, you know, it came yeah, kind of right on. Yeah. Yeah. Right back on. Well, on. Good, good inside political jokes for the we, <laughs> for <our> British audience. <laughs> we have ranked 158 of these episodes. We're going to rank two it. more. We're going to do it. And we're going to continue to do it. So I'll start with Hyde. I really liked it. Mm. I decided mm-hmm. to rank it pretty high. I didn't Ooh. put it in like the top. W. Uh, you know, it's not like my top story. It, it did remind me of Blink. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In an interesting that. way. And I ended up putting it not too far below it. <laughs> Blink right now for me is number 12. I put this as number 14. Wow. I put it right below mm-hmm. Time of Angels, mm-hmm. Flesh and Stone, right above Father's Day, which is one I really liked. Oh, Actually, yeah. it's kind the of Rose reminiscent one. of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ultimately thought, you know what? I'm going to put it above Father's Day. So mm-hmm. I ranked Hyde pretty high. Matt mm-hmm. Smith continuing to have some very highly ranked episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Image of the Fendel, I really enjoyed, but didn't really hang together for me in terms of the plot. Like I said, the performances were fun. I loved the grandma and the son. I, I liked a lot of it, but the, the two, the scientists bickering and just, it was it all didn't hold together what was going on and whatever. So I ranked it not super low, but, but, but fairly low. I ranked it one Oh eight. Mm-hmm. I put it right below. I think some, some of the stuff with the uh, River Song stuff that was frustrating us. We ranked Impossible Astronaut Day of the Moon and the Wedding mm. of River, River Song right next to one another. Or I did. Uh, at 106 uh, and 107. And I put it right below that. Just above Terror and the Zygons and the Androids of Tara and the Ark. But below, just below, like I mentioned, the River Song ones. And then Battlefield, Deadly Assassin, mm. yeah. whatever. So, like, just more in the bottom end of things. Not like... I can't watch this, but just mm-hmm. sort of like not my favorite. Could have been better, but yeah, that's some nice stuff in it. Yeah. Well, once again, you've really screwed the pooch. No oh, man. <laughs> so we do, we man. do very much disagree um, on. So uh, um, Hyde, I've got it number thirty-nine. I've got it around the Ark in space, Planet of Daleks, Power of the Daleks, Robots sure. of Death. It's in there. Solid, solid story. Uh, nothing, nothing that offends me. <laughs> Does not it does not anger me. It's not it, that it, far it, off from my. I mean, I, I have it ranked a little higher. But yeah, that's not that far off. But no, great story, Matt Smith. Excellent, Clara. Excellent, cool story. I like the nice twist at the end. It was engaging throughout. Um, and uh, yeah, just a good solid story. Image of the Fendal is up higher on my nostalgia. I think this is on my nostalgia. Yeah, I've got it up at number eighteen actually. Uh, wow, bits wow. The doctor. So what I just it's. It's a clever story. It's it's. Uh, I think there's a lot of really interesting ideas in there. I love the care. I think all the characters 
like I said, there's nothing. There's nothing that's like clever <laughs> to say that the character is just like here are all these archetypes. We're going to put them all together. I'm going to make these interesting. And uh, it was interesting when I was watching this for for this um, uh, rewatch. Uh, it was a Saturday afternoon, which is when I watched classic Doctor Who, of course, as a kid. Uh, this is already that moment going on, and then a thunderstorm came through. <laughs> and, I was doing it, and it's just like it is that perfect atmosphere of it. Yeah. It's a little creepy story, and it's very classic Doctor Who. It is. It does. Uh, it's a great. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it's an old Doctor Who magazine article or something, where somebody's talking about that. Uh, you know, they they were the Doctor Who fan, and other uh, and their friends and other people had not watched much Doctor Who or, or had watched it, but then grown out of it or something like that. And he was over at his friend's house one time, and uh, it was Saturday in, in the BBC. You know, when it was originally broadcast, uh, and he convinced the friend and the friend's family, they were like, let's, let's watch Dr. Who it's going to okay. be. And they were like, Oh yeah, we like it. And it was episode one of this. Uh, and he just goes, when I was watching it through their eyes of just, because the episode one is just, it starts out and it has a scene of them talking about the skull or whatever. And, you know, one of the lines is like, I accept without reservation, the results of your excellent potassium argon test. And he's just like sitting there. It's just like this clunky dialogue of all this plot and stuff. And he's like, I appreciate the image of the Fendal now, but watching it through other eyes, uh, it was very painful. But um, yeah, for me, it's a solid one. Um, uh, just pulling out from, if people remember from last episode, we yes. were calling it the Doctor Who. So now we've got the third and fourth Doctor ones. We're looking at John's magazine. holding up. Doc, uh, what, so what's magazine. the name of the magazine? Doctor, Doctor Who, magazine? Who magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's Jet <laughs> magazine. It's just they've ranked a lot of interesting wow. Doctor okay. Who stories. I don't know why. Well. Image of the Fendal is um, ooh, where is it? Uh, it is. It's around here somewhere. Wait, they didn't rank it. No. Unranked. Unranked. Ah, yes. It's a. Uh, it's number twenty-two of. Uh, which is which is right squarely in the middle. There are forty-one Tom Baker stories, so it's right squarely in the middle. It's it's gone. It's gone down a little. It was ninety-eight. It was at number nineteen. Uh, it's in twenty fourteen. It was at uh, twenty-four, but now it's come up a, a couple spots to. Well, I mean, you have uh, it to, to, to twenty-two, significantly yeah. higher than that. Uh, very much higher. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a, a, yeah, it gets it gets away on uh, on nostalgia. Um, but I think there's and and this is I think why Hyde works too for me is that I think there is something about the doctor in a haunted house, but there's a sci-fi explanation to it that just, it, it kind of feels like this sits at the heart of doctor who, right? That there's sort of this, this, uh, yeah. this conventional genre of things. And then this alien comes in and adds a sci-fi twist to it. And both of them kind of have that same feel to them. So, yeah. well, yeah. I love that in Hyde. I don't know that I saw that. in Image <laughs> of Fendal. But So I'm putting this into uh, the central computer yeah. here of the mind probe. And, it's an image of Fendal. Oh, so well, sorry. So Hyde ends up at um, around 18 mm -hmm. because, you know, we both ranked it. Like I said, you ranked it relatively high and I ranked it uh, up yeah. in the up mm -hmm. top 15. So it's it ends disturbing. up in 18, yeah. uh, just below Vincent and the Doctor, just above Army of Ghost Doomsday. But image of the Fendal, I found interesting because so I ranked it 108. You ranked it 18. We, so it ends up in the middle. It's at 64 tied with a Amy's Choice. But more interesting to me is right near it, tied mm -hmm. for 61, is Terror of the Zygons, which we almost ranked identically. I ranked 109 <laughs> and you ranked 16. So is is, it a, is that a similar kind of nostalgia one? Of yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar. Tom Baker. Fort um, yeah, Fort Sarah, Fort and uh, and that, it, is, it is squarely <laughs> in that Saturday afternoon, uh, Saturday afternoon thing for me. So, yeah.
Yeah, that that, that it tracks, folks. It tracks. Well, look, if you don't like these rankings, Tough. you can <laughs> sit and spin. <laughs> uh, but you can also go to mindprobe.show and really dive into them deeper, and Do maybe it. you'll find out. That you don't dislike him as much as you thought you did. Mm-hmm. I'm Porter Mason. This is none of the Mind Probe. No, but you can go to mindprobe.show. You can also please subscribe to us. Tell your friends mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the show. You can w- go to subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe yeah, to us on that. Apple Podcasts, whatever you want. Spotify, form, whatever form you want. Or a coven. Or a coven. A coven of people. And then if you get enough people together, you can actually summon Porter or I uh, we'll, we'll into corporeal we, existence in your in your. We would appreciate it. If you're in a coven, can you? <laughs> Get everyone to subscribe. I know sometimes you form a gestalt person and <laughs> and use one iPhone to listen to your podcast, but right, yeah. Get each of the individual the pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we gotta up the numbers a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can do that, and you can also check out the rankings, and you can also check out our watch order to find out where we've been, what we've watched. If you want to go through an order, you know, mm-hmm. along with the podcast, but also what's coming up next. So, John, episode eighty-one of the podcast wow. is coming up. What what are we watching? What are we doing? Wow. So, uh, um, moving on in the Matt Smith, the Clara, our era, we have the journey to the center of the TARDIS, which obviously, as you can guess, is a a parody of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, Uh, (laughs) great book. Note, note, everyone. For uh, for for our 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 across the pond friends, that's going to be the the centre of the TARDIS. No, the centre. Centre. Wait, wait. For for Americans, the spelling will be the correct uh, er. And uh, so we're going to explore the tar- we're exploring the TARDIS, uh, which also links quite uh, quite uh, handily uh, with another fourth Doctor Leela adventure. The invasion of time, and you're going to be excited, Border. It's a six-parter. Oh yeah, good, good. And every minute is essential. <laughs> well, six parts of Leela, so I'm happy. It's to true. Yes, a nice Leela. Naked people. Yeah. You know, exactly. uh, I I remember in sixth grade when we uh, we went to the boys and the girls separated. We explored the TARDIS. And we really like. Yeah, right. You're told exactly. to like. You have to explore your TARDIS. You have to, you know, <laughs> really. No, you want to get comfortable in this space. You got to be able to work this. Space. Our TARDIS ourselves. We were that. <laughs> I remember. We were really just, you know. <laughs> It's nothing to be embarrassed of, your TARDIS. No, you just got it, and you got to accept it, and everybody's TARDIS is different, and that's okay. Not everyone's TARDIS (laughs) transports at the same time. (laughs) You should go to mindprobe.show, for real. You probably should.